Welcome into the Husker 24-7 podcast. Mike Schaefer here, a very quarantined Brian Christopherson at his house in Lincoln, and uh, Michael Brunt's fresh off of a Costco run, mask and all, at his house in Lincoln as well. Gentlemen, how are you doing today? I, uh, I'm, I'm well. I, uh, I went out for the first time for a couple, in a couple weeks to pick up a few uh, items, and uh, it went well. So that's, that's all I can report back. BC, how are you feeling? Oh, I was just telling you guys, I don't have any food, so I'm gonna <laughs> have to, I'm gonna have to go out there into the lion's den and uh, and uh, be safe. But uh, I'll I I uh, I'll be quick. I'll be quick and uh, fast with my decisions. Just have your list ready to go, and uh, you know, don't deter, don't dilly dally. You'll be good to go. You you yeah. know that they have a certain way that you're supposed to walk in the store now, right? Oh no, I didn't know this. If you're if you're going to to High V, they have arrows in what direction you're supposed to go. Not everybody follows the arrows. Wow. Just like not everybody understands that they aren't supposed to stand right next to you when you're you're trying to get your food. There's still still some, you know, some not rules following people out there. But what if uh, you forget something though? But- Like, what if you forget something? Where do you go? Like, can you cut, go back in line? Well, you can. So it's just the arrows are just the aisles in opposite directions. You just go around to the the direction you need to to get into the right way to go through the aisle. It, it's kind of pandemonium. The first time I noticed it, I just stopped and watched people doing it wrong and others being exasperated by it. But uh, now I'm now I'm a seasoned veteran, so I, I know what's going on. So it's like Nebraska Furniture Mart in 1988. Didn't Nebraska – they used to have uh, arrows and you'd run into Mrs. B and that was always exciting. So it'll, it'll be like my childhood. Well, there you go. I don't remember Nebraska Furniture Mart in 1988. Probably the earliest I remember it is 1998. But uh, I, don't, yeah. I don't recall the arrows, sir. Well, let's not get into the discussion of how my family calls it Nebraska and apparently nobody else does like we did. My, podcast, uh, my girlfriend's but... family does the same thing. <laughs> So I'm, it's an Omaha thing for sure. No, it's not. No, it's not. <laughs> it is with some. <laughs> All right. Well, we have a, uh, a special podcast for you this week, both today and on Thursday. We are going to be drafting rosters that will compete in a, uh, I don't know, some sort of simulated battle against each other. Brunts, explain how this works. We, there, I make no promises of a simulated battle, but basically in uh, – got to figure it out. Make it happen. Okay. We'll, we'll use Bill Someone Walsh. Someone on the board could do this. Probably so. We'll use Bill Walsh football, though. That's the, the preferred game. Uh, so what we're going to do is we are going to pick a essentially a starting 22, uh, each of us, based on the spring roster. Um, so that does not inc- – it's only guys that were on campus this spring uh, – so that, that limits it a little bit. Obviously, wide receivers are going to be at a premium. Um, but we will take on offense because of that. You can either go with two running backs or three wide receivers, some some combination thereof uh, to make that work. Uh, but we we before we were recording, we decided that we were going to go by uh, age. So Brian will be picking first in a snake-style draft. Uh, I will be second, and Schaefer will be picking third and fourth and so on. So 
we'll maybe do a few brief explanations. I don't think we need to get too deep into it, but no, we're getting in the weeds. Okay, we're we're getting in the weeds. So get the machetes out. But now, do do we need to? No specialists. This is just a twenty-two. Yeah, we're not we're not kicking. Um, all all two-point conversions and uh, trying to convert on fourth down. So uh, no kicking, no punting, uh, no mercy. So those are your uh, that th- those are your ground rules with uh, BC getting the first pick here. Any other I have questions? a quick question. Yeah. yeah, I do have a question uh, from the back of the room. Is it just are we just doing offense or is it the whole roster? Is it both sides of the ball at the same time? Both sides of the ball at the same time, uh, and we'll we'll break at a certain point whenever Schaefer decides to. But that's the oh. uh, the format that we've laid out here. If he needs time to like reconfigure his his thoughts, he gets to pull the trigger. I see how it works. Yes. All right. Um, first pick then. Uh, you need to you need to play the little draft music when I make it. Do do do. You know the. We can add that it's in like, in post in post editing. All right, all right. I'm gonna go with uh, I'm gonna go with Wandale Robinson. Brunt, are you gonna manage the uh, the draft board on all of this, or do I need to be writing it down? Well, if if you want to write it down too, that would be fine. Um, but I, I was just gonna get up and get a pen to make that happen. But uh, so BC, why Wandale? You could have gone a number of uh, different different uh, things there. Well, I think you said it. Since we're only going with the spring, wide receivers are going to be at a premium. Uh, so I check one box there. I think he's Nebraska's best playmaker. Obviously, I'm foregoing Adrian Martinez, which is a gamble. But I like the quarterback depth. So I think I can circle back and get somebody good. So that's why I made that pick. Okay. Uh, so I, I'm with my second pick. Uh, after much deliberation, I'm going to go with uh, – with Dedrick Mills um, at the number two pick. We're also a, a run on running backs this spring as well. Um, yeah, this is a great year to do a draft where Nebraska has a total <laughs> of six skill position players available on offense. Yes. Uh, so that's where I'm going. And I, I have a little bit of a strategy here with what kind of offense I'm going to be running against you guys. So um, mm. we're going running back right off the board there. All right. Well, this is kind of how I thought it was going to go. Um, and that means that I'm going to go with Brandon Hymas as my first pick. You get the, I think Nebraska's best offensive lineman. I think Nebraska's best left tackle. Go ahead and protect the blind side of whoever might end up as my quarterback and, and just get someone on the board that I'm comfortable with right away. So I went Brandon Hymas with pick number three. And since we're doing a snake-style draft, I also have pick number four. And I don't know if I – I don't know if I'm ready to go quarterback yet. Scarcity dictates I probably need to grab one of these skill position guys since you each took a running back and a wide receiver. So I'm going to go ahead and go with an early enrollee that I'm fairly high on. And I think would have had a nice spring. And this by no means should represent that he is a fourth best player on the roster. But because of the way that things are structured, Mm. I am going to go with Vellante Brown with pick number four because I don't want to get shut out of wide receivers entirely. All right. So we've got – got your starting left tackle. you got a starting wide receiver. Um, I'm sticking with my theme 
I'm going to get my quarterback uh, now because I, I don't want you guys killing my my uh, my idea here. But I'm going to go with Luke McCaffrey off the board <laughs> here uh, as the first quarterback. So I've got Mills with my first pick, uh, followed by Luke McCaffrey. Yeah, that won't promote any sort of thing on this podcast. So in round just, two, yeah. you'll, you'll see it. Adrian Martinez. That's because you're using him as an Great athlete. Work, it's a thing. I I need an athlete. Yeah, to, say, be no blowback. Though. Say that to Mario Verduzco's face that you're recruiting him as an athlete. <laughs> Mario Verduzco's going <laughs> to hate even more what I'm going to do with my offense. So. <laughs> All right, I get what you're doing, though. That makes sense because McCaffrey can fit a lot of areas. Uh, since uh, Schaefer took Hymas, I'm going to hop on an offensive lineman and go with uh, – man, I'm torn between two linemen. But I'm going to go Matt Farniak because he can be versatile. He can play tackle or guard. All right, so you've got Matt Farniak. Uh, where are you going to slide him into the yeah. – initially? Yeah, where's he playing? I don't know yet. We'll see. <laughs> we gotta gotta get our club together, and then we'll we'll figure it out. Some real gamesmanship going on with uh, Luke McCaffrey as a wildcat, and I don't uh, know bro, what we're, wild hog for for Matt Varniak. Francis thought this out a lot more than me, as he can tell you. Like five minutes before this, I texted you guys, "What's this draft about?" I so. <laughs> I think Bruns is a better strategy than I going in. Yeah, it wasn't like there was a chat log that you could have read that could have got you. I, I, I was aware there was talk of this. but All <laughs> well, right, go, probably, ahead. go ahead. It was bad form on my part that I told you that we were drafting favorite fast food places too. So it's my apologies. Is it my pick? Yes. You're snaking. It's you. Okay. Um, give me – give me Will Honus. Um, who I I wrote this today, but of upperclassmen, I feel like uh, if you were to say who's a guy people are sleeping on, I think it's Will Honus. He's going to lead the team in tackles, I think. Middle linebacker, kind of up in the air. Give me Honus. All right, so back to me. And per the rules, we could go with what three – Three wide receivers or two running backs. We don't. We're not. We're not married. Yeah. However, however you want to make your offensive formation, really. Okay. Well, in that case, I'm going to pick Ramir Johnson with my pick. So, you got two running backs already. Yeah. We're, we're we might bring the bring a little option football back to Nebraska with what I'm doing here. So, um, you're going to make Ohio State call a timeout with this sort of scheming. Yeah. Ryan Day is not going to know what's going to hit it. Um, so, yeah, that's that's my my third-round pick uh, so far with Edric Mills, Luke McCaffrey, and Ramir Johnson. So it's apparently we're focused more on just, like, the fantasy aspect of this. Uh, I better get myself my own swing player and go with Chris Hickman, who could either be a wide receiver or a tight end in whatever offensive formation I'm running at uh, at any time. So – I'm going to go ahead and select Chris Hickman and make him pick number nine and close out round three right there. So how uh, how are you guys feeling about your team at this point? We, we know Brunts is excited about his, uh, his strategy at this point. Uh, BC, how are you feeling? Uh, I feel pretty good right now. 
Um, but this is, this is when drafts are decided, as you guys know. When you get into the fourth, fifth, sixth rounds, that's when it really that's, – that's what, when people make their money. Now, have you reached out to uh, a coworker of ours that really goes hard into to fantasy football drafts? And I, I know that this was sprung on you last second. You, you got a lifeline you could use. You can get Joel on the phone if you need to. Yes, we do have uh, someone in our 24-7 sports company who is an expert fantasy drafter, but I have not utilized him. Um, this is all me, so I like, I like what I got. I got Wandale, I got Farniak, and I got Will Honus. That's a good backbone. All right, you're uh, back to BC with the uh, no. It's oh, still Schaefer. Over. Excuse me. Excuse me. Yeah, don't try to don't try to give my pick away. It's very important here. All right, so I've I've went three offensive players, and and this is a position of the draft where I could I could look at Nebraska's defense, but I think the defense is a little bit deeper still than the offense, and so I'm a little worried because it's you know each guy's going to have basically four picks before I go again, and I, I feel like I need to solidify some things. And I think he's maybe dropped a little bit too much. I'm going to just go ahead and take Adrian Martinez right now, just because I think at some point Brunts was just going to take him and then leave Luke McCaffrey as a wide receiver. So we'll, we'll go ahead and select Adrian Martinez. Uh, quite possibly Nebraska's most important skill position player. He just fell into the fourth round. So we're going we're gonna to go with Adrian Martinez. Okay. Uh, my, my board is still looking strong. Um, so I, I need, a I I need the, the tip of the arrow here for my run heavy offense. So, uh, I, I'm going to take, uh, Cam Jurgens at, at center. Um, I really like what he did at the end of last season, Greg Austin, very complimentary about, uh, the, the progress that he made towards the end of last season. My offense is probably going to be primarily under center, so I, I don't have a ton of concern there about snaps and uh, things like that. But uh, Cam Jurgens is the pick uh, for me in round four. So I, I, feel, uh, I feel like I'm really going to get after some teams on the ground. It's going to be a bloodbath, like, like Mark Banker used to say. This is a tough pick. Who are my running – Who who's out there as running backs? I'm trying to think right <laughs> Well, no one's going to tell you here. Yeah, this is where you make your money. I, I, I'm forgetting somebody, but we got Brody Belt. Ronald Who am Tompkins. I forgetting? Ronald Tompkins. I have Ronald Tompkins. Don't Let me know get out my uh, Corbin isn't, Ruth. Isn't this your job, Brian? <laughs> well, I, I'm thinking of all these positions right now and – this brain can only cram so much into it, as you guys know, and it's not a lot. I got my um, I got my spring media guide here, Zach Winemaster, who ran for almost two thousand yards as a senior in Colorado. He's on he's on there. He played a little bit last year. Okay, all right. Um, I am going to go with. Uh, I don't know what Ronald, Ronald Tompkins probably looks the best on paper, but I don't know what his situation is fully until we get back to football because he's had the injuries. So I'm going to go with Brody Belt. Um, okay. What? Um, I, like, I, I want Belt. He was kind of the story of last spring, too. Um, so I'll go with Belt. And then – Hold let's on here. Let's, uh, let's, let's take a quick break, and when we come back, we will finish out the – these two rounds, and uh, we'll see where we're at after after six total picks. So, 
take a break here, and then we'll have more draft when we come back with the Husker 24-7 podcast. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. All right, and we are back. All right, sorry to cut you off, Brian, but we didn't want our sponsors to be left hanging. And obviously, they really valued getting involved in this draft process that we have going on. So we, we needed to get to them. And to give you a little extra time to think about round number five, what direction do you want to go with your team? All right, I'm going to take uh, Travis Vokalek uh, with the pick. And I mean no disrespect to Jack Stoll with that. I'm actually uh, more on the Jack Stoll bandwagon than a lot of people. I feel like he can he's the most solidified blocker. Uh, but I feel like this is taking on a fantasy component, and it will look better on paper to some people that Vokalek is – the idea is going to break out in the passing game. So I'll take Vokalek, and I can maybe use him in a variety of ways as a receiver slash tight end. Yeah, that's a little disappointing to me. That was going to be my, uh, my, my pick there. Uh, we need him in the play-action game for my team. So uh, that, that's going to create some challenges. Uh, but I will go uh, – I'll go in this round with Jack Stoll. I need that uh, big uh, blocking presence on the edge. So uh, Jack Stoll will be my pick uh, in this round. All right. So a couple tight ends just went off the board. I already have Chris Hickman who could play tight end or wide receiver. So I feel pretty okay there. Uh, currently sitting with Adrian Martinez, Elante Brown, Chris Hickman, Brendan Hymas. Starting to feel like I, I'm neglecting the defensive side of the ball a little bit. But with, with Brunt's hoarding all those skill position players, I, I, I got, a little, got a little rattled and, and had to adjust to it. I think I'm going to make my first defensive pick here. I'm going to go with Cam Taylor Britt, somebody who gives me a little bit of flexibility. I'll go ahead and slide him in at safety right now, but there's a good chance he ends up at corner by the time we finish off this roster. So that'll be my pick for round 15, Cam Taylor Britt. And then my final pick here of the day. Want to make this a good one. Still a little bit worried. I mean, there's not a lot of running backs left, or at least ones that I've even heard of. So there's that. Uh, I. I don't know if I can bring myself to uh, to go with with uh, Ronald Tompkins yet. I just I haven't seen it. Uh, so we're we're gonna go to the offensive line, 
and we are going to add a number, another member of the offensive line. We already have Brandon Hymas. Let's go ahead and grab Bryce Benhart so we have both of our tackles in place. We feel good about uh, the edges of the field. And the, the depth of this team on the offensive line is really in the middle. And so I, I think that we can find some people uh, to, to go ahead and play there. And so Bryce Benhart will be our fifth round – or excuse me, sixth round pick today. Brunts has his media guide out as he is looking through the roster to see which direction he can go. I think he's trying to see if he's got a fullback in there so he can run the wishbone. That's, uh, that's I where I'm trying to go. I don't believe this team has a fullback. Uh, maybe he can find an H-back or something like that. But uh, Everybody has everybody has a plan to like get hit in the mouth, huh, Brunts? Yeah, I, I've got Desert scrambling. Mills, I've, I've got Mills. <laughs> I can put Johnson behind him in an I formation. I like that. Uh, I like that that picture. Um, so I'm getting a little concerned about the offensive line options available for my run-first offense here. Uh, you'll note that I've completely neglected uh, the defense to this point, which I'm okay with. I, I think we can, we can get a crew that can, uh, you know, maybe hold up a little bit. But uh, I, I'm going to go. I need a little experience on my offensive line. I've got Cam Jurgens. Uh, I need a little help inside. I'm going to go with Bo Wilson. Uh, the, the veteran guard uh, to, to pair with uh, with uh, blank on his name uh, Cam Jurgens in the middle. So that that's the direction that I will go with that pick. I, I now have two offensive linemen uh, on the board. Maybe coming back for a third on the way back through. Final pick of the day for Brian Christopherson, sixth round. This is it, huh? This is the last pick today, and then we'll come back and finish out these teams. This, this is usually in the draft where somebody makes a big splash and they get, they come into the first round and get a QB at the very end of the day. Um, I will say I'm going to do Cade Warner, and that way I have I have a pretty I feel pretty good about my uh, receiving crew then because I've got Warner Robinson and Vocalek, and now I can start focusing on other matters. Uh, so Cade Warner gives me that experience factor and. Uh, also, you know, he was injured. He had injuries last year. So if he's healthy this year, he takes a big, maybe makes a big move. All right. So to run through the uh, first ever Husker 24-7 spring draft, Wandale Robinson was the first pick. Then it went Diedrich Mills and Brandon Hymas. I came back with Alante Brown. Brunch followed up with what was a game-changing pick, the number five pick overall, Luke McCaffrey, the first quarterback off the board, but could end up at another position for him. BC followed up with Matt Farniak and then Will Honus, the first defensive player taken. Only two defensive players taken here <laughs> in the draft so far. So defense not on the minds of the GMs at this point. But Will Honus was first at number seven. Brunson double-dipped at running back, went Ramir Johnson. Really, I mean, his, his two picks following Diedrich Mills were so unconventional it threw off the rest of the draft. It led me to take Chris Hickman at number nine, so that way I had an option at wide receiver or an option at a tight end. And I followed up with Adrian Martinez, who almost fell out of the top ten, even though this was a guy that was, what, the fourth leading candidate for the Heisman going into 2019, and he just went tenth overall in the spring football draft for Husker 24-7. So I consider that to be great value. Bruns follows up with the first piece of his offensive line. Cam Jurgens says he's not worried about snapping concerns because they plan to go – under center, again, likely a wishbone offense by the time he gets done 
putting that crew together. BC follows with spring MVP Brody Belt. Uh, a, a wise decision there because if, if this is just spring rosters, you're going to get a lot of production out of Brody Belt. I mean, if, if you were looking for a guy in the regular season, a fair catch at the 10-yard line, that might be the guy that you want. But right now in spring football, Brody Belt could be the play. Follows with Travis Vokalek. Uh, even though he referred to himself as a Jack Stoll guy, he still took <laughs> Travis Vokalek, which I don't know. In one of those situations, he was on the phone with Stoll, and and there just wasn't an agreement over money or, or what it was. But no, it was like it was like draft day where I found out there weren't people at Jack Stoll's birthday party. <laughs> oh no! He's, <laughs> no, he's just slandering Jack Stoll's <laughs> no. name and his birthday party. But he's not a Jack Stoll guy anymore. I'm and a big Jack Stoll guy. I'm a, Jack I was. A, that was. A, I just wanted to get a draft day joke in there, and that was the best way I could do it. Jack Stoll didn't have to wait long to hear his name called as Brunts went with him at pick number 14. I took the second of the two defensive players taken in the first day of the draft with Cam Taylor Britt, who has a little versatility. He could play safety, could play corner. And then I followed it up with my last pick of the day, Bryce Benhart giving me two offensive linemen, both tackles. Uh, I got, got a lot of production on the edge, I think, and then I can fill in with where Nebraska's deep. In the middle, Brunts took his final pick of the day, also, also an offensive lineman, Bo Wilson. Brunts, what was the, the rationale for Bo Wilson over Trent Hickson, over Ethan Piper? Did, was it the experience that you wanted there? Need a little experience at right guard. Um, I, I've got a, I, I'm getting a little concerned about my tackle spot. I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to be pretty young on the edges, but I think we can uh, counterbalance that with some, some uh, veteran presence in the middle. And the final pick of the day, which BC teased as a potential uh, situation where a quarterback could go off the board, he went with a quarterback's son in Cade Warner to, to round out his receiving crew. He was pretty excited about the fact that he paired Cade Warner with Wondale Robinson and Travis Vokalek because, again, he's a Jack Stoll guy. He just didn't want to draft him. Stop trying to pit me against Jack Stoll. I'm a big, <laughs> a big, I'm a big fan of Jack. Uh, and he's a good he's a good dude, and there would be a lot of people at Jack's birthday party. I am pretty sure of it. Um, I think he's pretty popular. So, all right. Well, uh, now that we have rosters kind of assembled here, let's uh, let's take a few days and and figure out how we want to fill this out for the second half of the spring draft, which will come on Thursday. Any final thoughts today, gentlemen? Well, uh, you know, I, I got a little – everything was unfolding the way that I had hoped, and then the, the Vokalek pick right in front of me, that, that really threw the day off. So You might be able to work out a trade. We're reeling a little bit over here in the draft room. BC, final thoughts? Um, I'm going to reevaluate what I got, but I, I feel okay right now. I feel like I can uh, – I don't have a quarterback, I guess, to throw it to my receivers yet. Um, but uh, you know, that'll you come. Brunch is just waiting to take one. Yeah, he's gonna try to, he's gonna try to screw me. But uh, there's still two good ones on the board. That's so, true. Not uh, a masker guy either. It sounds not, like. No, <laughs> oh, okay. no, no Jack mean, Joel. No, no Matt Masker. Who else is gonna make the po- list of hate? This podcast feels like it's dangerous, kind of, a little bit. But, no, I, Matt Masker would also be a fine option. But uh, there's some good QBs still out there. Yeah. We know your list starts at one and ends at two. It doesn't get to three. <laughs> All right. 
Well, that was the uh, the initial of two podcasts with the Husker 24-7 crew. Uh, anything we want to touch on that happened news-wise before we uh, before we depart today? Any Anything we need to pass along? It would have been the spring game on Saturday this weekend, part of why we're doing this draft to, to put together our own spring rosters, if you will. What, what do you guys make of Nebraska doing the, the simulation, uh, a simulated spring game with some legends? Are you guys going to be watching? Um, seriously? No. <laughs> one of us, one of us probably needs to watch. Just, just in case. Yeah. Yeah. You're, <laughs> Bronx. What? Maybe Bronx. Yeah. What, Maybe. Here's what I was thinking. If, if they didn't do the simulation, but they actually had like some legends actually playing the game. Like if you had like, I don't know, Tom Osborne playing one team against like Johnny Rogers. Like both on the on the controllers, yeah. I'd watch that. Get them mic'd up. And Tom, so when you when you started this, I thought you meant you actually physically wanted the former players to come out and play. <laughs> and I was like, Brunts, that's a horrible idea. No, no, no. no. I, and I now want, I, I see that you still mean video games. I want Tom Osborne playing Johnny Rogers in a video game with all of Husker Nation watching. That's what I would prefer. Okay. And you find out Tom's a gamer. <laughs> He's just been socially distancing and just playing like Call of Duty nonstop, like ten hours. He's a like, day. Give, he, he's like, give me the sticks, give me the sticks. He's asking for the. You find out that he has a Nintendo Switch and he's super into <laughs> Animal Crossing or whatever that game is that people were talking about that I have no idea. Uh, but it's real big in the gaming world right now. Um, are they going to do a simulation of the recruiting weekend? Because that would be more interesting to me. Yeah, can you get a? Can we get a virtual visit list from you in next week's or in uh, Thursday's podcast? <laughs> I'm going to reach out to Nebraska and see if they've got a virtual uh, recruiting list that might include Lamar Jackson from 2013 and and all these other people. Maybe that's what I'm going to do. I'll put together my own. Uh, legendary spring visit list and I'll run that on Saturday to go alongside the the simulation. I think that's a I think that's a route to go. I'll I'll wade through the old lists and, and see what I come up with. Get get make sure you get Buki in a baseball jersey. That, that was <laughs> that's an all timer. You know damn well what photo is gonna run with that story. So uh that that is uh that is of no consequence or or no real thought process there. You know that's coming. I I should mention and we should at least briefly discuss Peter Costelli, one of Nebraska's two quarterback targets, committed to – they have more than two, but one of the two main ones that we've been talking about, committed to Utah on Saturday. A little bit of a surprise, especially given that earlier in the week I had talked to Steve Wilpong. It seemed like Nebraska was in a pretty good spot for Peter Costelli. And there was no crystal ball predictions for Utah. I don't think that people expected – that this was going to happen, particularly because Costelli had said that he was looking to, to maybe push this down the road a little bit. So he commits on Saturday, which then leads us to the very real conversation. Nebraska could take their first in-state quarterback straight out of high school, so not counting Noah Vedral's transfer, on scholarship for the first time since Eric Crouch. Is that right? Hmm. I mean, because you have Bronson Marsh, but he was a gray shirt. Yeah, I'd have to think through that. What was uh, Mike McLaughlin? Was he after Crouch? He was. Uh, 
and I don't remember if he was uh, if he had a gray shirt or some or some weird stipulation, but he was recruited, I believe. He would have been. I'd have to think about two thousand one. Yeah, but but the point is uh, well taken. It's it's been a long time since uh, it's been an in-state guy. They they lo- I I am convinced that Harburg has the traits that they really love. I mean, we're talking about a guy who could, even with his size, he's got like size 17 feet, but he could run a – he was expecting to run an under 10, 10.8 in the 100 this spring. Which is absolutely flying, by the way. I mean, that's what some defensive yes. backs are running. I don't know. It's hard to explain sometimes like what an under 1,100-meter dash, like how fast that is and to get that from your quarterback. Like that's – that's impressive. And then you throw in the massive vertical. I mean, he's just a really, really good athlete. And it, I, I've long gotten a sense that Nebraska is just enamored with what that athleticism could do, whether at quarterback or other places on the football field. Sorry to cut you off, Brian. No, no. Um, and he's a really sharp kid. I mean, when you talk to him, he's uh, – and I, I like the idea of an in-state uh, – guy who's kind of a Husker legacy. His dad was in the program in that quarterback room. Um, because, as you know, sometimes QBs come and go. There's only one football, and there's like four or five guys competing for the job. So I don't think it hurts if you can find a talented guy who has a lot of Husker pride or like a background in Husker football where maybe there's that stick to um, because of your love for the program. I don't know. Um, that's something that I would factor into the conversation, at least at some level. Brunch, any thoughts? No, I mean, I think the, the impression I get with Harburg is that his recruitment would be at a totally different place right now um, if, if programs are able to get out and see him throw in the spring. Like, I, I think that that's one thing that's maybe limited the – the offers, the exposure that he's had. I mean, he's, he's a known entity, but I think for a lot of programs, it's like, okay, they look at it and they say, well, Nebraska hasn't offered yet. Why not? Um, they, you know, are, are probably seeing him as, okay, well, if Nebraska does offer, then, you know, how much time do we really want to sink into this, which kind of puts him in a weird spot. And, and just the fact that, you know, for everything that you guys mentioned about his athleticism, that's, you know, he's got official times, all this other stuff. A lot of programs just need to see him throw this spring. So I, I think it, he, he's a fit for Nebraska. I think he would be a great get for Nebraska if they do offer him. And I just think that, you know, if, if all this COVID stuff hadn't happened, I mean, he's at a totally, like I said, I, I think he has is holding more offers right now and at a much different spot um, versus where he's at right now. Completely agree. I know there's some other teams that are keeping an eye on what Nebraska might do this week uh, as it relates to to Heinrich and and his recruitment. So certainly a name to know, uh, as there are many. And so this is going to be a really interesting spring. I've already seen some grumblings on the board about Nebraska being listed in all of these top groups. Well, one, that's better than not being listed at all. And two, you've got a lot of kids that aren't ready to commit yet but kind of want to – either pare things down or at least put it out there that these are who they're focusing on, that kind of thing. So it's – everybody's kind of adjusting. I've talked with some other analysts inside the network, and there's been kind of a slow realization from some recruits, like this isn't going away anytime soon. I I think that what you have 
seen from some players is that, okay, I might want to start locking in my spot. And so we'll see if that works in Nebraska's favor because they generally do a very good job once they get the commitment of holding the commitment. And I, I think that you might see a run on commits of guys that haven't even visited Nebraska yet, in part because I think you're going to see a run nationally of guys who just want to start locking in where they want to go. So certainly keep an eye on that. Uh, and I think that's more likely to happen next month as restlessness really sets in. Um, but you're going to continue to see those lists. You're going to continue to see Nebraska being active. It's just going to be um, – there's going to be a tipping point, and I think we're getting closer to that. So at least keep an eye on that. Uh, those are all the thoughts I have right now with recruiting. Uh, we will come back on Thursday to finish off this draft. We'll see which quarterback that Brunch goes with between, you know, the, the three available. We'll see if, if BC has another player that he wants to intentionally slight over the air of the of this podcast and uh we'll see how i finish up my draft too bc's shaking his head i think he's done with today and we're done with this <laughs> podcast we'll catch you on thursday